Now for a look back at the week that was. Ushers have been informed not to uh, permit me to enter. I certainly don't want to cause embarrassment or any difficulty for the ushers or for the staff who run the houses of the Oroxus. They're simply doing their job. I think it is most unfortunate the the manner in which things uh, played out last week. I think I have made my point in respect of the need for clear answers from government. As Minister, I will be insistent that Irish water distinguishes between those who want to pay but can't as opposed to those who simply refuse to pay. Those who don't register and don't pay will not be able to avail of the Water Conservation Grant of €100 Euros and can be pursued by Irish water. Well, probably anarchists would be more, more appropriate than ISIS. I ask people to think of common, decent human. Be human. I mean, they wouldn't like us a member of their family or someone they knew. And it's just the world we live in today is social media but even now as you as journalists have guidelines but ask human beings to have guidelines for God's sake Mick Clifford is the Irish Examiner's special correspondent who joins us every week on News Talk Lunchtime. Mick, a lot of the audio there centering on the Irish water debacle. I think it's a fair enough word to use at this stage. Do you think after the events of probably the second half of this week that the government's done enough to keep people placated for now over that? I think it's a bit like, wasn't it, wasn't it Tongue was asked about uh, what he thought of the French Revolution 200 years after. He said it was a bit too early to say what a real success. <laughs> you got to get the big picture here. We may be waiting that long. Uh, Kira, yeah, I... To be honest with you, I would have a sense that they'll probably the government will probably get over the hump, but we really won't know for about three weeks. I'd say come about mid late February you'll have a real indication of I mean, I think roughly around half the homes at least have not registered. Mm. Um if they're up around I don't know, seventy five percent plus by then, I think they'd be hopeful of getting it That's over a win. the line. If they don't, well, well, that's the thing. Like, if if actions like what's planned for December tenth keep happening, what, what's going yeah, to like no, people aren't going to give up. The on one this. thing about that, I I don't think the turnout there will be the real determinant compared to what the sign up level is. The the other, and they did a number of clever things in the way they've approached it this way, clever in a political sense. But the other thing is is, is stopping the metering which takes away kind of flashpoints that were there for protests and stuff that was constantly in the news, naturally, because they were flashpoints. Um, no, if you ask me about, personally, I think the government or the political elements who are involved in the opposing the charges, neither of them give a fig about the water infrastructure, in my opinion. I think the government only started discovering uh, how important that was when they realised what a mess they were making of selling the whole concept. But so you if think you it's look just at it, that they're duty-bound by some agreements that they've signed that they have to bring in the charges? Yeah, and, and, and basically, you know, the, their concern is the political fallout rather than the common good of having a proper water infrastructure. But if you look at it in those terms, look, metering is going to recommence. It's going to have to. There is no question in the world that at some stage every house is going to have to be metered. And similar to the 90s, when the government today got a big shock in West Dublin, when Joe Higgins got in and Brendan Howland was the minister at the time, Minister of the Environment, he stopped the metering on all new houses, which was we can now see was a completely retrograde step. This is merely putting off the evil day once more. What about the ISIS comments that came about yesterday? Do you think that'll actually get some people to join protests where they wouldn't have before? Is there um, a risk I of think that? anybody 
who pays any sort of serious attention to Noel Coonan at all will just basically think the man the, should be given a late night talk show. The comments because, that he made. Uh, he comes out with some stuff like that. No, you he know? did bring. He did tone them down a bit in fairness on breakfast I mean, this look, morning. He said anarchists are closer to what. Yeah, but I mean, it's crazy stuff. What's he trying to do? I mean, look, it's, it's ludicrous stuff. And not alone that, I, I think he, he he created some divide between uh, those from the city and uh, from beyond the pale, saying that those from beyond the pale were subsidising. I mean, the whole thing was ludicrous. But look, in in a debate, a long debate, which should have been there initially the legislation, you're going to get some of that waffle in there one way or the other. Enough. And what about another story that got a lot, a lot of headlines this week? First of all, the awful tragic death of this two-year-old little girl in Waterford um, during the week. She, I think, she was her mum was crossing the road and uh, she was in her buggy and and they were hit by a truck. It's really tragic. But the, the Waterford City Fire Service were criticising people who were actually filming the scenes on the road on their camera phones. That that's pretty shocking. Like obviously, there's a lot of comment all the time about what's on social media, all that kind of thing. But this is a kind of a new level, isn't it? In Ireland, anyway. It's a new level in Ireland. It's a fright the indictment though of modern culture it's nearly as if nothing happens in reality unless it's filmed it's also an indication of people seem to be desensitised from the real world in some ways whether that's down to the whole evolution of social media in addition to you know media and general games and what have you but it is really a shocking indictment um and you just have to wonder where it'll end. I mm. mean, that, that, that a basic level of decency in a society for all its faults has always had a reputation for having some basic form of decency. That, that's even gone from here, mm. I think, is pretty awful. I think uh, a lot of the time when they're talking about stuff like that comes back to the companies, the social media companies, or whether they allowed that stuff to go up or when someone contacts them, whether they take it down or not. But this is kind of different in terms of um, individual people putting it up there in the first place. I mean, you obviously have a lot of experience in media, a lot of experience in newspapers. I presume you were involved in some stage at, at making decisions on whether certain pictures would be published. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, I mean, like, yeah, and, and look, even even in general terms, and the media standards have fallen a certain bit from what they used to be. But this is on a different plane altogether. I mean, this is a complete lack of basic compassion or anything. And the obvious extension from this is, and, and, and that's only the second instance, I think the Water mm. Fire Brigade have come across, they came across a, a case where they're trying to ex, ex, extricate a man, a badly injured man from a car some while ago. And this is also being filmed. But the obvious next step, from this is that if somebody happens upon a scenario where somebody is desperately in need of even perhaps life-saving help, is the first instinct going to be to film it rather than to help? And or that's, to phone 999. Yeah. Or <laughs> Which to even phone, open yes, your phone exactly, first. to use yeah, your phone. Exactly. Rather than using your, the first thing to use your phone for is 999. Yeah. The first thing you do is photograph it or film it. It's really worrying kind of development in, in, mm. in modern culture. It has to be, you know. Let's just go on to the, the migrant topic um, today, Mick. There were, there were, first of all, there were comments earlier this week from President Michael D. Higgins. He said that direct provision here is totally unsatisfactory in almost every aspect. First of all, there's a question there of the kind of nature of the comments that he's making. Do you think he's kind of encroaching on the political territory there? I think it, 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 it's a, a grey area, a no man's land, you might say, between government and the president. And perhaps he's straying into it. Personally, I wouldn't have a big deal, uh, particularly mm. at this point in time when a lot of people would be of the opinion that the government are basically turning a blind eye to certain elements of um, things that are happening here mm. purely on the basis that it's expedient to do so at the moment. The bigger issue, though, is does he have a point? And would a president come out and say something like that unless there was huge validity to it? And it's interesting here in the context of 
Barack Obama's uh, moves, I think, just last night mm. in terms of uh, immigration reform. One of the things he's bringing in is a somewhat partial amnesty of uh, some sort for those who are, as we call, of course, we like to call the Irish over there undocumented, whereas we call the people who come into this country uh, economic migrants, which is a you know, somewhat derogatory term compared to the undocumented. Mm. But would there be any question of somebody suggesting an amnesty for people in direct provision here who've been here over for longer than a certain period of time? Sure. Might be a nice reciprocal gesture that we could make in terms of immigrants. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the topic we were discussing earlier with the Migrant Rights Centre of Ireland. They're saying, they're calling on the government now in light of what Obama's done. You know, it's another opportunity for them to show leadership. And specifically, um, Adele was, was focusing in on the Justice Minister, Frances Fitzgerald. She obviously has experience as Minister for Children as well. So looking at that and, and taking the opportunity now to uh, tackle the issue and do more for the migrants in this country. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know that, but as well, apart from Francis Stewart, there's also Aon O'Riordan, who was very vocal in uh, standing up for people uh, like people in direct provision prior to uh, taking up his junior ministerial role. Well, no, he's got, he's got the hat on. Let's see if he can... Uh, Walk the walk, you know. Exactly, and indeed that expert group that the government set up as well. So we'll be keeping track of it. Well, I'd I'd be very wary of expert groups tend to be a question of let's put this in the long finger. Okay, well, again, watch this space, as you said. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Thanks very much, Mick.